All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd first like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Box, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, Even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have a special guest, an interview with Estonian star Jorgen Matthias Talviku. How's life? And thank you for joining us, mate. Fresh from signing an exciting deal to race in America. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, nah, mate, it's all really cool. Obviously, you've raced so many different series in the last few years, British, AMA, MX2 in MXGP, EMX. You've done pretty much everything, mate. So pretty exciting opportunity, this one in America. So let the fans know and let all of us know how it came about and what were the sort of the origins behind it. Yes, yeah, so, um, it was the end of season with AC Sport Homes, Oscar Warner. I managed to race some AMA Nationals, which have been really cool experience. So... Um, Let's say after uh, the last round, pretty much this season, uh, I got uh, oh, yeah, I got text message from uh, from Creo Racing that uh, they are interested. They're looking for a rider to do Arena Cross and Supercross East um, 250 Championship. So um, um, my goal always, like even when I signed with SC Sport Homes, was you know that would be the good opportunity to, for me to get um, right over here. You know. Hopefully, I yeah actually we planned to race even uh, Supercross season last uh, winter, but uh, unfortunately I broke my femur in destination, so it didn't happen. But anyway, I, I managed to ride uh, to do some good uh, results in uh, AMA Nationals, and that's how the the deal pretty much came. They, they noticed me and contacted, and uh, and I, I raced some GPs as well, but I didn't have like something really good on the table for that moment, you know, and. Uh, and uh, then I decided to take that cool opportunity, you know, why not? Because uh, those opportunities, like, they don't come every day, you know. So, I mean, uh, I appreciate the opportunity, the trust, uh, the people who have helped me. And uh, that's pretty much how it came from. Yeah, mate, it's so awesome to hear. Obviously, all that hard work over the years has paid off when you get an opportunity like this. So, how have you settled in? How are your teammates? How's the team structure? I suppose everyone's been really helpful. And how are you finding life in America on a full-time basis? Yeah, we have been here actually a week now. So a new thing for us. It takes time to settle in here. It's a totally different world out here. So <laughs> it takes a bit. It takes a bit time. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been. Yeah, I've managed to ride a few days on the bike, tested a bit uh, on a small like uh, arena cross track. So tried the boobs first time and stuff like that. You know, so just trying to get used to. And I think it's been good. Just. Uh, takes time to get to get to know the, all the new people you know and everybody have been really helpful so it's been a pleasure you know yeah and you're based out in kansas there mate it's obviously a bit of a change of pace to europe so you found all the food the lifestyle's good and also have you found adapting to the new bike setup the suspension whoops like you said all these different rhythm sections and transitions mate how's it all been in those aspects yeah i think also have helped me is that I have been in America a few times before. Like we were uh, last year, we I was like one time here racing three rounds of AMA Nationals. Then this winter we were here from mid January to um, uh, March, pretty much. So I pretty much knew all the stuff, you know. So when we came here, I know the groceries, I know like the like food places, you know. So it's been good, and uh, and yeah, even first days on the bike. Uh, Bike on the engine wise, but really good. 
uh, on the suspension is completely different road here, so it, it still it takes time to get used to that, you know, and and to find a really good balance, you know. So I mean, um, it's been good. It just uh, I mean, the more days I ride on the bike, the better, obviously, I get. So yeah, I'm happy. It's been good. Yeah, mate, it's all about learning and building up that base and sort of getting to know the bike and all the different surfaces you'll be riding on. And I guess come that first gate drop in Arena Cross, mate, I guess it'll be pretty intimidating. You've probably been watching up a few videos. They're pretty wild in there, mate. They don't mind throwing it in there for the money, do they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it all has been super fast. You know, I pretty much, uh, uh, yeah, I think I signed with them before Nations or before maybe even uh, British GP or something like that at the same time. Pretty much. So. So uh, I didn't have a lot of time. I mean, you know, I had an apartment in Belgium for a few years. So I pretty much after nations, I drove full days to there, you know, packed all the stuff, gave apartment away, then drove to Estonia like uh, 22 hours, you know. <laughs> then Estonia, meet some sponsors, you know, like telling me about the plan, you know, like I got good opportunity and stuff like that. And then pretty much I was like, I think four or five days in Estonia, I had to, I had the flight already to here, you know, so it's been like really fast and uh, and uh, no really off season to be honest. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a big step for me, you know, but uh, yeah, for sure it's worth that. Oh, it's awesome, mate. Working hard, mate. And I guess how's the messages from back home been? Obviously, the motocross is pretty strong in Estonia. Obviously, the Leoc connection there. Obviously, Kulis has done some great things all over the world, including the AMA Nationals. So. How is it for you, mate? Lots of cool messages from home. They'd be proud of you, you know, blazing some more trails for the younger kids coming through as well. Yes, I think that, you know, that you know, everything is possible. You know, like even from the small country like Estonia, like if you if you do it or something, you know, people can notice you. You, you can have a deal over here. You know, a lot of people can think about that and uh, and say that you know, as a European, it's difficult to get a deal over here. It is difficult, like definitely, you know. But I mean, everything is possible, and uh, and I think it, maybe the first Estonian pretty much who came here was Yuslan, so around the 2000s or something like that, you know. So so uh, I think it's a big step, definitely coming from such a small country. But yeah, like like I said, you know, anything is possible, and if you want something really bad, uh, you can you can earn that, you know. Oh, man, that's awesome advice for the youngsters coming through, not just in Estonia, but all over the world, I guess. And just before we get on to some more of that, how was the motocross the nations in ERNA, mate? It looked like a wild time. The atmosphere was crazy. Another awesome opportunity to sort of battle it out on the world stage. Obviously, you've done it in the past, like you mentioned. So how was this particular edition? It looked pretty wild, mate. It is. It was wild, you know, all the fans there. I'm really, really happy that they managed to race as nations in France, you know, in front of such a crazy crowd so uh it, it was really good and uh, i think as a as a team with team estonia we did really good i really enjoy this nations i've been now doing that uh, three years and the team manager is really cool guy so he, he helps us a lot you know everything is organized really well and and with Daniel and harry uh, also my first year with Gerd Kristinov, it has been like really good connection there so as a small country that's like um the one race of year where everybody sticks together tries to get the as good as possible team results you know so yeah definitely it was good it was uh my last race with sc sport homes crew so a bit of emotions as well you know i had really good connection with my mechanic james you know so uh it, it was a bit sad to leave you know uh, but 
yeah, I did good at this nations. I mean, uh, I had really solid uh, races. Like my goal was to finish uh, both motos in top 20. So I did that really good, actually. And I, I was really happy to finish the uh, season on a good note, you know, because I actually had quite um, quite a tough, uh, let's say, first part of the season with injuries. So, so uh, yeah, really cool event. And uh, I was really happy to yeah to be behind the behind gate there. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Yeah, and also, obviously, going back to the team, the sports home Husqvarna team, obviously, Neil and the lads do a really good job there. And you've had so many cool teammates, obviously, John, you've had Gilbert, Putnam, Bobrashev. So how was it all under that framework, mate? They obviously, you must be so grateful for all the opportunities they gave you to race abroad and do so many different things and gain so much experience, mate. So just some words on them. And I guess in a lot of ways, you would have been sad to go, like you said. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are not so many teams uh, uh, who can give uh, like opportunity for riders to race uh, uh, AMA Nationals. No? So uh, I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful that they picked me up in the middle of the season pretty much last last year. So uh, it was definitely a big step for me, you know, um, good opportunity. And uh, with all the teammates, we had really good time. We have been traveling a lot, had many good training camps together. And uh, yeah, it's been like a family to be honest. Yeah, it's so cool, mate. And obviously, you know, you built some friendships that will, you know, be lifelong and not just in the motocross world, in real life as well. So that's pretty cool. And also I wanted to ask, how many more nations has Tanel got in him? Do you reckon he's got a few more left? He seems like he's just never going to retire and stop racing, doesn't he? You never know, Tanel. I mean, like, I don't know. I think he can race for a long time. No, it's just, you know, he still has that spirit, you know, and that, uh, you know... He always does good at, at this nations also like um, unfortunately that little injury he had this year you know but i mean he always does good you know and he still enjoys racing even if he's if he's busy with his boys you know just yeah i don't know i think he will do a few more to be honest <laughs> do you think you'll be racing to his age mate i guess he's a good inspiration uh, i don't know i'm not sure about that you know <laughs> <laughs> maybe in estonia but not, not like the high level like he's doing that maybe, you know? but you never know no eh? Yeah, that's awesome. It's definitely mate. difficult to finish that. Yeah, no, he's definitely a legend and yeah, just always cool to see it back out there. The fans always love it as well. So also wanted to ask you, I guess, what are your sort of key takeaways and comparisons from racing in Britain, racing in MX2 and racing in AMA? What are some of the key things you like about each one and some of the things that you maybe don't like? And just talk about which ones you prefer, obviously the tracks in America. Everyone goes on about how awesome they are, which is extremely true. Much wider, more room, awesome jump. So just a couple of your insights on that, mate. Yeah, I mean, like all the riders have said, uh, they put uh, way more effort in for the track prep uh, here in the States. So they water it way earlier. They make it way softer. Um, that's why they have so many different lines. There is not only one or two good ruts uh, in the corners or stuff like that. You know, you have so many lines, you know, and uh, and split sections and stuff like that, which makes good racing, you know. So uh, I have been enjoying really those AMA Nationals and uh, and also the jumps are quite, uh, quite, I mean, big, you know, like coming from Europe. And also, also I think the most uh, difficult part is uh, the heat, uh, definitely, you know. So that takes a bit time to get used to. Um, also, I do enjoy racing GPs. Like I really enjoy that, and uh, and it's been good level there as well. You know, if I like, I mean, for uh, AMAs, yeah, the first laps laps are a bit like more intense, you know, and uh, and uh, overall, I mean, the level is quite uh, quite same to be honest. You know, it just um, makes me feel a bit that in America, I mean, those 
factory bikes and compared to the private air bikes, the, it's it's bigger, the difference, you know. So that's why you have big jumps and stuff like that. So um, that's definitely different. And uh, in British uh, British Championship uh, rounds, yeah, I, I've been doing that for a few years now and uh, they do also a good job there, you know, and the price money is quite good there. So I enjoy doing that also. Just uh, yeah, just it's just cool to race in front of a big crowd, you know. And, uh, and definitely AMA, just all the organi- organization there. You come to the race and uh, everything is just so chilled out, you know. You go get your transponder, you do technical control, and you go racing. At, like I mean, there is not like uh, like a long queue to get uh, to get to the welcome office or something like that, you know. So it's a, it's a way easier, you know, just to get there to get the bikes and stuff. It's uh, it's a bit of challenge maybe sometimes, you know. Yeah, I guess another couple of different things racing in America. Obviously, the one day format for motocross and supercross is pretty cool. Obviously, they have some press days, but the actual racing schedules really just the one day. So is that something you prefer? And also, obviously, a good thing about being in America is you don't have to worry about the age rule in MX2, mate, which obviously divides opinion. So your thoughts on those couple of things? Exactly. And I mean, also, say I kind of like that one day one day racing, you know, because uh, even when we had GPs and it was uh, COVID time, I really enjoyed one day racing, you know, so uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, you know, or just, uh, let's say, just maybe you have a shorter gap between the races or something like that, you know, the day is longer, you know, like physical, I mean, I really like that, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, also, so the, so the age rule as well, you know, uh, I think in Europe, it's, um, yeah, it's uh, way too early when you need to move up, uh, because, even the GP riders, they don't get deal some like somehow, you know, there are not so many teams. So I think it's it's really good that they don't have that in America and you can focus longer, like let's say like uh, I mean riders who, who are not like a really big talent in a in a young age, you know, so they can build up a bit, you know. it takes a bit time, you know, especially like coming from a small country. So um yeah, definitely it's a bit chilled uh, chilled out here in America and uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a really good point you make there. Obviously, you look at guys like Christian Craig, the Martin brothers, RJ Hampshire, like, you know, they can still have these really extended careers. Obviously, they've all had injury problems and different things. It just gives you that time to settle in and just sort of carve a, you know, career for yourself, even if you're not on a 450 bike. So I know they want to, you know, create the MXGP as the elite class, but it does make it particularly difficult when you go straight in there. You obviously, probably a lot of guys don't get like a factory bike when they leave MX2. So that compounds issues when you're fighting against Hurlings, Prado, Geiser, Fernandez, Jeremy Sewa, you know, there's so many heavy hitters on the best material. So it really is a massive step, isn't it, mate? I guess the EMX 250 to MX2 is not quite as big, but that MX2 to MXGP is an absolutely massive step, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I agree totally. Yeah, so yeah, it's just one day they you'll see if they should change it or if it's performance-based or anything, but we'll definitely keep an eye on it, mate. So yeah, one for the future there. But I just wanted also for a lot of American listeners we have on MX Vice and Australian listeners, and I suppose a lot of European and British ones will know you well, but just tell us about your story, how you grew up getting into motocross, what were some of the key influences, you know, towards that. I'm assuming it was your, probably your father. So how was your progression through the ranks in motocross to get to where you are today, mate? Oh, yeah. First of all, uh, my uncle and uh, the cousins were riding uh, dirt bikes quite on a high level, you know, battling with Prado and those guys in 65, 85 times, you know. So that's pretty much how it all started. Uh, my uh, last name, Tainviku, has been quite uh, popular in Estonia as well, even in Europe, you know. So uh, they start riding. I saw 
that I was uh, way younger, you know, my father as well, he he didn't race, you know, but he rode for a hobby like a little bit. So um, that's how it all started. I, I was like four years old when I got my first bike and racing started at seven years old. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good so far. It's been not like a sport. It's been like a li- lifestyle, you know, living uh, on the camper or something, you know, on the way. So it, it has been teaching me a lot of things, you know, not only in the sport, wise, just how to live overall, how to, you know, to be a better person overall, you know. So so that's how it started. And then um, we first started um, racing in our country, then moved to, yeah, let's say Latvia and those like near, near places and then European Championship. And that's how it started. Uh, um, I managed to, yeah, I managed to got my first, Pretty much team with um, team MCC Yamaha in EMX one to five days, uh, which was uh, which is still a Yamaha factory factory team. So that's how I started. I I got through that Blue Crew program, which they are still doing. You know, so for me it was mega. You know, to start from somewhere, you know, and start from factory team straight away. You know, so um, yeah. And then I pretty much moved, uh, yeah, for a part time living in France, a little bit on my own when I was sixteen and stuff like that. So that's how it all started. Then I've been in all kind of different teams, you know, uh, racing uh, under A1M Estonian Tunnel Leox team. Then uh, I was for uh, riding for Asa United um, Husqvarna back then, uh, the British based team. And then I did two year and got the AMX250 deal with the Dutch guys, uh, with the No Fair Jumbo team. And that's how it all came. Then I had also one uh, one NSC Sport Homes and then uh, Korea Racing. So I've been in some kind of different teams, you know. I've been seeing the world, which I'm thankful for. And uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's how it pretty much has been so far. No, it's a really cool journey, mate. Obviously, it just shows the dedication and commitment you have to chase the dream. And, you know, you grow up pretty quickly being a motocross racer when you come from a country like Estonia, don't you, mate? It's sort of, you got to be all in. You can't sort of half want to do it. Obviously, it just shows that you're willing to move away. You're willing to sacrifice, obviously, time with your friends, time with your family. So I guess that's probably one of the key lessons you would probably teach young riders today that you've got to be really dedicated to really want it. Because if someone doesn't take that seat, there's always another one waiting, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, let's say uh, you can't, you, like people can't notice you, like let's say in a small countries, you know, like your own country. So you need to move somewhere. You need to move in the center of motocross, you know, like Belgium, France, somewhere there, you know, even you don't have tracks like that in Estonia. So you need to improve. You have a way higher level there. You have a good group of guys on the practice day, same time, the lines are different, stuff like that, you know. So I was really lucky actually that my father, uh, um, and we both started to travel a lot when I was in a young age. He, he, you know, he understood that, and he tried to get the money together to just go uh, in Belgium or somewhere else, you know, to to practice. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a big sacrifice, you know. Uh, I even, you know, I didn't skip the school. I managed to finish my like twelfth grade school, you know, and like last years I was doing still on uh, online everything, you know, but I still managed to finish the school. So that was also a good point for me because the life goes on after racing as well, you know. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's been good and uh, long road for sure to be where I am today. Oh, that's so cool, mate. You obviously did that. You wanted to finish it and, you know, you've made it happen. And that's another cool lesson. You obviously, you started something, you made sure you finished it, mate. So obviously you've got that desire to sort of once you 
start something you want to achieve great things mate so that's really cool and I guess growing up in Estonia obviously Leoch would have been a massive idol but was there any other sort of guys you kept an eye on growing up like your Kenny Roxons, Dungies, Villapotos these kind of guys or maybe even a little bit later Tomac so who are the sort of guys you were idolizing in MXGP and AMA as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Tunnel was pretty much the trainer for me. Started, um, I think, even 65 times we started. And then uh, now, like, let's say, four or five years, Harry Kulas has been a big uh, helper for me uh, and the coach, you know. So he has done a lot uh, to me. And I think it's important for a small country that everyone helps, you know. There are not so many riders on a high level. So Everything you get to know from their career and stuff like that, it's uh, it's valuable information, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, they have been helping me a lot. And I have also looked up to those, uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Cairoli and Brooks and those guys, especially, like, I've been always following the American uh, motocross and supercross. And I really uh, respect the riders from Europe who has been moving to here, you know, because... As I know now, like it's it's not easy, you know. Like sometimes people think that you go on, you know, under the sun and stuff, you know, for a good like you know opportunity and stuff, which it is, you know. But it takes a lot, you know. It's you're far away from home, you know. You sacrifice a lot. You you start your live like I pretty much when I moved to Belgium first, like first year was quite difficult there, you know. So on my own and stuff like that. And now you move again, you know. You're always like moving and. Your, your home is pretty much where your backpack is, you know, so yeah. it's like uh, it's a big sacrifice and you put a lot of effort in, so yeah, I've been always looking up for riders who have been moved, like, uh, yeah, far away from their home, so yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really cool, mate, obviously being Australian, Lawrence Brothers, are, you know, that's a pretty good story of how they, you know, it's a long way away, Australia, from a lot of places, Europe, then America, so that's kind of stories, I guess, a good ones for you to look at and how they approach it. And yeah, I guess anyone that's doing it in America, when you're not growing up racing supercross, that's a massive challenge. So did you race any supercross or anything growing up? Did you have any tracks mate, or is it just all new to you, mate? It's all learning. So it's a pretty massive effort to take that leap, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, surely enough, we didn't have like any supercross track or stuff, stuff like that. I have raced uh, two supercross races in Finland, which have been like the closest, but which are far away from American tracks, you know. So, um, yeah, it's only it's a big, uh, big step for me, you know. But uh, yeah, I've been I, I've been always wanting to do that, and uh, now I got that opportunity. So if I don't try, I never know, you know. It's definitely not easy, you know, and it takes time. And I want to build up, you know. I, like I want to stay here. That's my goal, you know, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a big learning year for me, you know, but uh, the opportunity I got, which I'm really thankful, it's, yeah, it, it can work out, you know, if you trust and work hard, then yeah, anything is possible. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have like a supercross uh, previous experience, you know, but uh, I'm going to start with Arena Cross, which is like maybe really good for me, you know, like a little bit smaller tracks, you know, still whoops, you know, you can learn from that intense racing, you know, and then move on to Supercross East and, uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. Yeah, mate, it's going to be so cool. I guess it's going to be fun, you know, racing against guys like Deegan, Shimoda, Kitchen, Hymas, there's just so many elite guys, Voland, you know, there's so many good guys in that 250 class that's stacked every single week mate so i guess that's something you're really looking forward to as well and just learning from these guys and seeing where you can make gains because i guess at the start you'll be so much to learn and you want to take in everything and just grow 
as quickly as possible, I guess, but in a safe manner because it is extremely dangerous, obviously, Supercross and Arena Cross for that matter. Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. It's uh, it's a lot of good riders, you know, and the level is really high. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tough for sure, you know. Uh, I'm not expecting anything easy, you know, but uh, you need to start from somewhere and, uh, yeah, that's it pretty much. Yeah, I think America is definitely the place for motocross. You know, there's a lot of opportunities there. The tracks are generally, like we've been saying, better. There's probably a lot more training facilities and areas to train on, maybe better services a bit easier, like we've discussed, you know, with a lot of riders on MX Vice. So I guess it's pretty cool that when you see the world of motocross and supercross in America as well, it's cool there's new manufacturers like Triumph, Ducati, Beta. All those things mean more opportunities for riders. So I guess that can only be seen as a good thing, mate. And you never know, you might be able to pick up a factory ride that goes really well because there's going to be quite a few of them out there, especially across those 250 classes and with two coasts in Supercross. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal, you know. And I mean, the sport overall is uh, is massive here, you know, with all the fans and stuff. Uh, like, it's obviously something else, you know. It's a bit different feeling than you race GPs. Like, if you're... Let's say for AMA nations, you're behind the line and you have that uh, national anthem and all the people there. It's like, I mean, I had every every round, I had goosebumps before the race, you know. So it's a bit different feeling. And uh, and I, I think you may have a bit more opportunity to race here. Definitely. It's a, it's a big step to like achieve something and to get somewhere, you know. But but uh, yeah, I mean, also the life here, you know, it's it's not uh, cheap. You know, it's really expensive, and uh, and uh, I mean, not easy at all. So yeah, that that's kind of also another another thing, you know, when you move here. So yeah, definitely the sport overall, uh, everything here is it's uh, it's a big change, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward for that. Yeah, mate. And how are you going to sort of approach the training program? Obviously, you pretty much just come off the season racing. You know, you haven't really, I don't know, how you're going to do a pre-season. Are you going to work that in with the on and the off bike stuff? Because obviously the fitness is at a pretty good level. So are you going to sort of skip that pre-season, I guess? Because it's not that far away from, I guess, even though you race in the East Coast, you've got a little bit more time. But it comes around quick, doesn't it, mate? There's nearly no time for you to do a proper pre-season, I guess, is there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's normally off-season. And um, for me, racing starts already in the first weekend of November. So... Uh, yeah, definitely there is not uh, a lot of time to settle uh, settle on the bike, you know, to have, you know, I mean, like, even, there is even still that jet lag in your body, you know, so it, it takes a bit time, you know, and uh, and uh, to understand all the life here and the racing, and uh, the racing already starts in the first week of November, so, uh, and it's like straight away intense racing with the nine-round nine championship uh, in GT Arena Cross Series, so, uh, definitely, I mean, my goal is to build up, you know, and and do Supercross uh, East Championship and then move to AMA Nationals. So, so that's the long term plan, you know. And I need to start from somewhere and uh, see how it how it goes. Pretty much, there's still a lot to learn, you know. And uh, it's a big learning year for me, you know. But uh, I think I'm in that age as well where you can still, you know, learn all that kind of stuff. And when you believe in yourself. Um, Obviously, you need to stay with your two legs on the ground. You know, it's like uh, it's a dangerous sport, you know. But um, yeah, like I said, you need to start from somewhere, you know, and hopefully those uh, people around me can help uh, to set on the bike. So I feel comfortable, you know, and safe and I have the confidence. So, so yeah, I, I take day by day, you know, and see how it goes from there. 
Yeah, it's a wise move, mate. I guess you look at someone like Tom Vial last year making the step, albeit on, you know, factory KTM material. He obviously had his battles during Supercross, some good nights, some bad nights, but he had some really good performances once he headed to the outdoors AMA Nationals, mate. So I'm guessing that's really the goal for you is to try and do as well as possible and then look for some really massive results outdoors because that's obviously what you excel at and where you're good at and you've already proven all over the world how good you are at motocross mate so even though it's a long way in the future that must be definitely something that excites you yeah exactly that's definitely a big goal and uh, and uh, to learn as much uh, as much as i can from that supercross season and then uh, move to nationals you know it's uh, it's definitely a long season for me which starts now in november and pretty much ends in september you know so uh, it's a lot of traveling and stuff like that and uh, yeah but I mean, like, uh, that's like mega opportunity for me, which I'm going to take, you know, with both hands. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm really, really exciting times are ahead and uh, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, awesome, mate. And just focusing on yourself again, what, from your perspective, make you such an excellent rider, I guess, physically, technically and mentally from your viewpoint, mate? Because obviously you've got so much talent and just bringing it all together with all those aspects is massive. So what do you think is your strengths, I guess? Yeah, I mean, uh, that talent always comes with the hard work, you know, so um, it's still the same, you know, ride a lot, you know, get to learn those kind of conditions. Uh, I think my strength is uh, those good uh, early laps, you know, uh, those uh, especially these are helping in motocross, you know, so I think that technique to pretty much uh, move to the supercross can help, you know. Uh, I'm a bit aggressive also, you know, so... Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot to take, you know, and I'm I'm quite quick learner, you know, so it's definitely different a bit uh, in Supercross world, you know, but I think those are the strengths, you know, and uh, and which I can, you know, always remember in my head. So, so yeah, there are definitely more from that, you know, but just those are the first picks I, I, I got through my head first, you know. Yeah, well said, mate. And while you're over there, do you plan to sort of do a few vlogs for the fans back home, mate, and maybe do a few social media stuff just to sort of elevate the profile? I guess that's a little bit of a secondary thing, you know, when you just want to focus on your racing and adapting to life there. But is that something in the plans too? And I guess if it is, like, the team will probably be helping you out with that because they definitely do a good job of sort of bringing exposure to the team too, don't they? Exactly. I mean, I'm not the big vlog guy yet, you know, so maybe it, uh, it works out later, you know, but I try to give as much uh, as as much uh, material as possible on social media channels, you know, so that people can follow me back in home or whatever, you know, so it's it's cool uh, to see, I think, some somebody else taking a big um, journey like me, you know, so definitely I try to give us as, as much as possible on social media and post many yeah, pictures and videos, so um yeah it obviously takes a lot of time you know but uh, i think it's really good feeling you know like especially for the people who have been helping me to get on the level where i am today so they can see uh, how the daily routine or how the racing and traveling goes so definitely um, i, I want to yeah make uh, updates on myself yeah it's good mate everyone loves that insight and i guess especially within in america you can sort of capture that much wider audience as well but I guess just going through your routine, what has it been like since you've got there, mate? It's probably been a bit of a whirlwind, but what's it been like since you've got there? How many times have you tried the bike? And I guess what are your favourite things about it so far and the most difficult aspects of the trip? Yeah, um, we pretty much we had really long uh, 
long travel here first of all so we we started traveling on monday morning last uh, last week we got like really long flight from estonia to finland finland to turkey then turkey to new york and new york to kansas so it was like 30 hours long journey you know and uh and yeah it's been not easy to you know it's been always jet lag you know and stuff like that so uh pretty much on the second day already <laughs> i need to test the bike a bit you know? so not the big time you know but just a little small riding you know so uh yeah it's still not easy for sure you know and i got sick now a bit you know with all that kind of traveling so i've been like on the bike uh, let's say four times probably four or five times so it's been good days you know every every time i'm on my on my bike i feel better and better you know it's uh, it's a lot of work on the suspension wise which i feel you know and uh, and uh, yeah but i mean the team has been helpful you know and um, it it just takes time you know? You know, to understand those tracks and stuff like I've been riding only on those uh, arena cross uh, tracks still, so which are which the lap times are like short. I mean, like twenty to thirty seconds, and then you have a, like a whoop section and like a one rhythm section, and uh, and it's been like really dry here also. So you water the track on your own, and then and then uh, now it's been like raining nonstop. So yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's been uh, it's been really busy, you know, and. Uh, I've been like doing still my schedule, you know. It's a big change for me as well. Like, uh, it's not like in Europe you go to go to train, you do your like let's say twenty minutes warm up, then you do your motors, and then I don't know, you get like one and a half hour riding day on a day. You know, you go on a track and you have like a short like let's say ten minute sessions maybe, which are even like really intense, you know. And then you get to ride like I don't know thirty minutes to half, like one hour on a day, you know. So. But yeah, I'm still doing my physical training, running, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been it's been the same on that, you know. It's just um, because we pretty much came here with one package, you know. We didn't have like really any tools or stuff like that. I came here with my mechanic, only us two, you know, like my my one of my best buddies, you know. So I'm really happy that he he could came with me and he wanted to, let's say, um, live that uh, journey with me, you know. So. He's also far away from home. We are far away from our family, girlfriend, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been like a really uh, a big um, step for us, and uh, we have been good traveling buddies. So, uh, also the team boss's uh, father has helped helped us a lot. You know, we could stay here at the moment to get the first few weeks under the belt on the bike, learn the team, learn the people around. And then the goal is pretty much now to move uh, down to Oklahoma because it gets cold here in Kansas. You may have even a snow, you know, minus degrees and uh, and practice, you know, somewhere down there, you know. So once the racing start now, it starts also near here in Kansas City. So when the first rounds are over, the plan is to move down to Oklahoma to get uh, uh, good riding days there, you know, and find like... Uh, like some kind of facility where to train or you know, where they take care of uh, care of good care about the tracks and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the goal. Oh, it's really exciting times ahead, mate. And just off the initial first few rides, how have you stacked up with the lap times against the other blokes you've been riding with? You're doing pretty well. You're happy with the progress so far on that side of things. I mean, it's good. We have been uh, yeah riding with uh, with my two teammates, uh, Tyler Keeps and Dawson Cobb. So. Uh, Tanya's from Canada and uh, and Dawson is a local local boy from here. So uh, we've been practicing a bit with them, you know. And uh, I mean, it's good. Like you know, I'm still not looking at the clock and lap times, you know. But I'm doing my sessions to learn the bike and stuff. 
I my my strength is definitely those corners, you know, like uh, I, I'm fast there, you know, and also on the jumps, you know, uh, I'm not too bad, you know, I'm, I'm not too old and I can, I think, learn all that kind of thing, you know, and, uh, and the wolves as well, you know, I think if I can, you know, uh, set the bike a bit better, uh, I could have even the more trust, you know, but I'm, I'm already like <laughs> skimming them. I mean, I'm not like jumping or wheel tapping them so much. So, uh, it's definitely definitely um, a big step, and once you have those swoops dialed, I think it's a big advantage for you in arena cross or supercross. So, uh, yeah, I'm learning. I'm like, I'm not gonna go with my let's say uh, winning uh, mentality into the first few rounds, you know, because it's a long series. You can you can uh, lose a lot on the first rounds, but you can't win a lot, you know. So, I mean, I need to build from there, and like, it's a really really completely different world for me so uh, yeah i'm gonna learn and and hopefully when we have a first few rounds under the belt uh, i can pretty much come out you know shining and uh, and you know see where it goes from there well it's awesome to hear it's really going well for you mate and you've adapted smoothly i guess looking at the calendar have you sort of penciled in some particular races you're looking forward to both indoors outdoors arena cross and maybe some places you'd like to visit just from you know seeing it in the past on the tv all this kind of thing I mean, uh, it's a lot of traveling, you know, obviously. And uh, um, first, I want to you know, get a good feeling now, like, let's say, on those arena cross tracks. Um, and hopefully in December or maybe a little bit earlier, we can manage uh, manage to start uh, practice, practicing on those uh, real super cross tracks. You know? So I think it's good uh, for me to take it step by step, you know, and, uh, and uh, learn as much as I can. And then, uh, obviously... I'm really looking forward uh, to that Supercross season. You know? So um, first to learn from Arena Cross, then move on to Supercross and then uh, those nation rounds. So I'm really looking forward for that. And I think one of my favorite rounds is still uh, Southwick. So I, I still love sand, you know, and I think I'm going to miss a bit Lommel and Kremboy uh, <laughs> and Bergam and all kind of that sandy tracks, you know. So <laughs> I think, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, I think it's really exciting and uh, yeah, we'll see like how it goes. So, but I'm, I'm definitely after Supercross, I'm really like keen to get to ride on the motocross track again, you know, and uh, overall as well, like there are quite many, uh, like many Estonians already who I know living uh, in America. So just to travel around here, make a new uh, rela- relationships and stuff like that. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's not only a motocross world, you know, it's a, it's the new contacts you make, the new people around you. So I'm really looking forward for that as well, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's a wonderful time, a times ahead, you know. Oh, nice, mate. Well said. And just a couple more before we let you go. Just on Estonia as a country, is there any particular secret why they're so good at motocross, mates? Always producing great talents. I guess it's not a traditional sort of motocross country like some of the heavy hitters like your Belgiums and your France and these kind of places. But for considering the size and I guess the weather and these kind of things, it produces some incredible talent. So is there like a particular program through the federations or anything? What's your sort of you know perspective on why there's so many good riders Estonia develops? just like everywhere else as well you know it's just the, the sacrifice you're willing to do you know and then uh, all the families behind uh, you know who are you know 
uh, ready to take long journeys in front of. And uh, I mean, you can't achieve something like uh, being in Estonia on a worldwide, let's say, you know, you need to travel abroad, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it's just, let's say, like what you want to achieve, you know, and where you want to be, you know, so that all kind of thing. And uh, and yeah, it's it's obviously been a lot of help also for youngsters that, you know, Tunnel and Harry and like all those kind of guys in front, they, they have done some good results, you know, and uh, and hopefully the sport is getting bigger and bigger in Estonia. We have still a lot of tracks in Estonia, which is good, and they don't have like the opening hours. So, uh, yeah, I think now the federation does uh, way more work, you know, to uh, yeah to have more uh, younger boys on the bikes as well, you know. And uh, and I think even on the TV now as well, like those news and stuff, motocross is now a bit like more. Uh, more uh, on on the live stream and stuff like that, you know, in the news. So so I think it all plays part, you know, and it's just a small country, and uh, we try to stick together, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's how it has been, and uh, hopefully there are more uh, younger riders coming up. So yeah, looking forward to that. Oh mate, they'll definitely be getting some inspiration watching all you guys doing your thing, and then. You know, the excitement will build once you start racing. So it'll be really cool, mate. And we wish you all the best for sure. And before, you know, we wrap this one up, anyone you'd like to say a shout out to, thanks, friends, family, the team for the support and just where can all the listeners follow you on social medias and just keep track of your progress, mate? Yeah, I really want to thank everyone who has been part of my journey, you know, those sponsors. I mean, this is really important, like, uh, for everyone, you know, pretty much in that sport, you know, you have a sponsors behind you and I have really good group of guys behind me who have been supporting me, you know, it's definitely not easy, especially now also moving to America, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, there is a lot of costs, you know, and stuff like that, but I'm really thankful who have been helping me even with the products or for money wise or something like that. Definitely my family, my father and, and also the girlfriend and stuff like that. So I think, uh, also, my trainer Harry Gulas, who has been like a big part of uh, of it, and uh, and the mechanics and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely everyone who has been helping me on the board, all those uh, teams who have been, you know, they have um, you know helped me on the next step and and stuff like that, gave me the best uh, best possible uh, like yeah opportunity I could have. So um, yeah, definitely all kind of all those people and then uh, uh, yeah everyone else as well it's uh, it's not only like uh, motocross world it's like uh, it's you need to have all kind of uh, people in your um, team let's say you need to have a family behind you, you it's it's a big lifestyle so uh, yeah definitely everybody who has been following me and you know, all the fans uh, around the world you know so for me as a Estonian racing AM Nationals, I already made some good fans there, you know, which is really cool. You know, you're coming from a small country, you know, you I didn't expect something else, you know, so warm welcome. So yeah, definitely. Thanks for everyone and thanks for Creo Racing for the new cool uh, opportunity and um, my mechanic who took that uh, road with me. So yeah, I'm really, really thanking everyone and we'll see where that road goes from, you know. Oh, it's awesome, mate. We're all cheering you on and wishing you all the success from MX Vice and it'd be great to see you just racing mate it's exciting times ahead that's for sure and yeah it's going to be just a massive journey experience life and on the bike mate so definitely wish you all the best with that but before we let you go we'll just thank the sponsors in Fly Racing Monster Energy Fox Parts Europe Scott Bell Helmets Acherbys AS3 Performance Kawasaki UK KTM UK O'Neill and of course even Strokes for all their incredible support as without them there is no us 
All right. Thanks again for joining us, mate. All the best for the future. And we'll certainly be following your progress closely here. Yeah, thank you for inviting me and having us and uh, have a good time. You are doing a much, such a cool uh, podcast, so keep it alive. You know, it's, it's cool to listen to you guys. No worries, mate. Pleasure and look forward to getting you back on again soon.